Welcome to Teaching Brute. Today, we're going to be a little bit more personal, and we're going to tell our stories about the different kinds of tech that have transformed our teaching. Mm. Now, for me, my, my journey through the educational world started when I worked back in the Middle East. And I worked in the Middle East for five years, two different schools. And the first school was not one-to-one, but we initiated in certain units allowing a BYOD program. And that was my first real major foray into that world. That like at the time, I was using a desktop PC, old school. Did it have DOS on it? No, it didn't. It wasn't that old school. I'm not that old, anyways. But it did have a Windows-based curriculum, Windows-based system, operating system, and it was had a DVD-ROM drive in it, and you could record. DVDs and you know it wasn't. It was only about five or six, probably six, seven years past. If you remember it, that was it. Um, the down the original MP3 downloading program that was the icon was a cat. Napster. Napster. No, no yeah, that was Napster. it. It was Napster. It was only about six. You know that that thing was uh, was almost gone to the point, but it, was, it still had a paid service. Poor Napster. Anyways, so we're going to talk about the stuff that's that's transformed it, and since then, it's. I've seen stuff grow and grow and grow, and I've seen apps come and go and fade and be brought in. And We've seen tech, like hardware, come and go. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Stuff that they were like, yeah, this is the latest thing. Yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't. It faded <laughs> off. Well, it was the latest, and then it was the late. <laughs> Thankfully, not great. Anyways, so we're going to get into the stuff that is has worked for us, but we're also going to mention some stuff that in the future might be valuable. One of the things that's common to both of us, and I think is really important to highlight to everybody that's listening, is that we took risks. Yeah. Like, big time risks. And we had some big time fails. Oh my goodness, yes. Like, you know, there were things where I was doing stuff and then it would end up that 50% of the class weren't able to complete it. And then I was hooped because I didn't have grades for them. I mean, you're you're excited about this one app and you're excited about what it can do and then done. No useless. Yeah. There was a Google app that was a long time ago that allowed you to send questions. Google Moderator. Miserable failure. Thank you. Yes, Google Moderator. I tried it on two or three different classes. Tried it on parent nights. I was determined to try and make this thing work, and lo and behold, no. It did not. But then there's other ones that I tried a couple times that I didn't think were still around, like todaysmeet.com. And lo and behold, there I was it at is. a conference recently, and it's still there. Yep. And the interface is identical to what it was, like, was four years ago, for better or for worse. I mean, this could be a couple of guys in their basement going, oh, I suppose we should update Teach Me now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, it's one of those things, right? It's, it's Sometimes the things that you think are gone really aren't. You just stop using them. Exactly. So, I mean, for me, G Suite, or what used to be called the Google Apps. Yeah. Huge transformative for me. It became so much easier to do so much. Yes, and most people would simply refer to this as it's Google Drive. Well, no, Google Drive is just one of the things on G Suite, but regardless, that is semantics. Yeah. Um, so, yes, G Suite transformed how things are done to a great degree. And mostly because of the online sharing aspect of it. It was the first one to really do it well. It wasn't the first one to do it, but it was the first one to do it really well. Um, and I remember using it, it's got to be six, seven years ago now, and it's mm-hmm. still, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's 
kind of its birth. And now people said, this is going to be big. And lo and behold, it was huge. Yes. And now I cannot tell you how many files I've got on my work account. Oh, yeah. Well, and you've only been at your current school for four years. Like, I remember when I left my last school and I had to... Put, take all of my stuff out of Google Drive yeah, and yeah. transfer takeout. it and all that. Oh, man, Google, it took forever. Google Takeout. There are so many files on there. Yeah, but I can tell you right now I have 205 gigabytes on my current work account. Now, that's a various mix of media, mm-hmm. including student projects and stuff, but nonetheless, that's 205 gigs that I've used in the past three and a half years. Uh, so, yes, Drive, Docs, Spreadsheets, Forms, all of its wonderful iterations, all of its wonderful programs have, yes, they have totally transformed how things have gone. Yeah. Um, For me, as a specialist, I have really gotten into both Smart Music and Flat.io. And Smart Music is fabulous because I can give... Not only can I hear the students individually and be able to give very specific feedback to each student on what they need to do, but it's also a fabulous way for me to do some formative assessments. Oh, yeah. And it's all done at home, so that's one less thing that I need to do in my classroom. And I'm going to dive in briefly here. I mean, we're talking about individual things. I'm going to dive in briefly to... I've been using iPads for a few years, off and on, various degrees. But there are some that have been amazing to what I've been doing. Uh, First one, explain everything. Mm. Phenomenal recording, understanding, great for getting formative assessments, great for getting summative assessments. Any subject area works great. Did you know they apparently just updated their pricing? I don't need... If it it goes up, then I don't like it. (laughs) I don't know if it went up, but it changed structure, which probably means it went up. Yeah, (laughs) they figured out a way to do it anyways. Uh, iBooks is amazing for the iPad. Uh, the especially iBook author, the allow mm-hmm. the ability to publish online, and it creates authentic publishing for kids, which they don't really get. You publish in the classroom, that's one thing. You publish it online for the world to see. You're an like you're an author, no matter what way you cut it. But the audience that you hit with your story is bigger with iBook author. Yes. Um, the, there's other some, some smaller ones like the Story Creator, which is another one. Sushi Monster, which is a hilarious game for practicing math. In fact, fluency. I know fluency is. The le- it's the lesser of the two in terms of like understanding versus fluency, but fluency is still encouraged, and it's awesome. Um, then you have the ones like Toontastic. Um, you've also got... I, I, Little Bird Tales is one I used a long time ago. That was a great one. Uh, personally, on my own iPad for work, I use one called OneNote. I'm giving Microsoft props on OneNote again, but I need to. Uh, the ability to record notes, especially of the pen, the ability to put pictures in it, ability to put tables on it to create formatives and it syncs up with your Q computer so if you create it on the computer on OneNote it's going to go right to the Mac awesome hey if you do it right then you deserve props for it I agree um, and I know and a lot of schools heavily use things like Edmodo mm-hmm. to transform learning um, I know a lot of schools in particular love that program and really push it and really emphasize its, its utility so that's a huge one um but it hasn't necessarily transformed my learning, but I know it's transformed a lot of people in the past. Yeah, that's very, actually, that's a really good point because what I would use and what you would use, there's very little overlap. Yes. 
And so it could very well be that what you use and then what your co-teacher across the hall uses, again, might not be this at all the same. That's true. I mean, like, take, take the prime example. Simply using a grade book, like a planning book. Mm-hmm. I have a document that I use, but I know certain people use one called planedu.com. It's, plan, it's a plan book. It's an online plan book, and there's an iPad app for it and everything. I know a bunch of teachers at my school use that, and it's absolutely amazing. And it kind of runs on a similar looking interface to Google Calendar. It's not quite the same, but, but a lot of people use that, and they adore it. So, yes, that one's not personal to me either, but I guarantee I'm going to try that one mm-hmm. and give it a shot and see how it works. Um, other ones that would seem to be like really being pushed these days, um, a lot of schools are really loving Seesaw. Yes, we. I definitely wanted to do some seesaw work. I was told no, so I'm just continuing to put stuff into their Google Drives. And in case you don't know what seesaw is, seesaw empowers students of any age to create, reflect, collaborate, and share. So that's right from the description on the, mm-hmm. on the uh, app store. Um, it allows easy communication between home and school, and the stuff they create is really cool. They can do anything from like photos to videos to drawings, camera rolls, notes, everything. So it's a really, really useful tool. It can be done on the iPad as well as the iPhone. Um, yeah, so a lot, of fine, a lot of people find Seesaw very transformative. The other thing that's really big at this point, and I don't know if this is going to be a fad or not because I haven't been allowed to try it, but is Flipgrid. Yeah. Lots of people on the Flipgrid bandwagon right now. Lots of people who are delving into technology for the first time, and they're going, hey, this Flipgrid thing, huh? Yep. I'm liking this. What else could I be using? It's these short, short videos that they can make that you can interact with and you can comment on and stuff like that. Yeah, I've heard that's. Uh, I've heard it's really, it's really, really good. Yeah, um, but then, like we could list off a million different apps. Here. Oh yeah, literally like. But it's really going to depend on your particular teaching situation as to what's going to be most useful for you. Yeah. So I mean. Just to sum, just to sum it up, a, a really quick. Always look at an app and going. It might look overwhelming at first, but once you get used to it, is the time minimal? Because like, like, I know there's always that war with, with us teachers of, is it worth my time? Well, is it not just worth your time, but does it help your students with their learning? Yeah, and that whole Apple suite, I love it. Yes, because. I can have kids, well, recently, um, being a music teacher, I had students uh, download a 30-second clip that I had posted for them on Moodle, and then they needed to play that 30-second clip in iTunes while recording their voice Mm. and explaining to me what they were hearing in the music. Ah. So powerful, because so many of them would not be able to write all of these things out. But once they were hearing it and they were talking about it as they were hearing it, they did so much better. Mm, yeah. So a little bit longer for me to set up and grade, so much more powerful for my students. So that's just it. For a lot of apps, it's the initial first few uses that take longer. And then once you get into the groove of using them, they're quick. Mm-hmm. And then they become, that's where you really see, you worked out your notes and bolts, they've worked out theirs, and it really starts to go good to go well. The other thing that you can look into um, that's been kind of transformative on my end, too, I do a little bit of flipping in my classroom. Yeah. Not a whole lot, but I do a little bit. And yeah, those first couple videos that I made, you know, they were five-minute lessons, and they took me an hour to create. But now, 
I can whip them off so much faster. Yeah. And my kids, now that they know that I've got this YouTube channel, they will actually go on there looking for answers. Mm. And if it's not on there, they'll kind of come to me with almost an accusatory question. It's like, I had this question and I went to your YouTube channel and there wasn't an answer for me. And it was like, Shame on you. I know, I'm Shame so sorry. I'll get right on that. Um, I mean, it's, it's all stuff like that, like YouTube, even though it is technically under G Suite, and we've mentioned G Suite already, is useful. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we could go through a million different apps here, but these are the ones that we found have transformed our learning over the past few years. Um, and never forget, don't forget about your old pen, favorite pencil and paper. That still transforms learning too. Never forget about that one, folks. Anyways. Go be experimenters. Ah, oh, go. No. Go, go noodle. Go noodle. Yes. Almost forgot about that guy. Go noodle. Awesome. Bloody brilliant for brain bricks. Yep. If you've got a class and you've got them for just a little bit longer than they can handle, go noodle. Do a go noodle in the middle. Seriously. That's okay. So explain what go noodle is in a nutshell. It's brain breaks. It's videos. It's activities. It's fun things they can do. And it's all free. Yeah. And it's great for those days where it's indoor recess again. Yeah. Uh, there's fun little videos online for kids like things like kids snippets is a youtube channel that's really really good um but go noodle is just phenomenal for brain breaks they love it okay so now now we're go good. be a risk taker experiment try it out you know embrace those epic fails yep and keep on going perfect